Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome, everybody, to the Free Money Podcast episode, uh, who knows, of season five. Obviously, I'm not Matt Jones, so he won't be with us today. But Jay and I, we really wanted to put an episode out because what we missed two weeks already. We can't just make it the every other week podcast. So we're getting together on a Friday without Matt, Drew Franklin here, Jay and Lyndon. We had to get some content for the Free Money listeners. Might even be a mini episode because we both have quite a busy day. But it's not just the two of us today. We needed help, and we need someone in the third chair. So we brought in a name KSR Nation definitely knows. Miss Tyler Thompson, the king of the website, is here joining us today, hopefully not carrying on Matt's tradition of a losing record every week. Uh, Tyler, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. I am very pleased to be making my first free money appearance. Um, I wanted to kind of make it like Matt. I want to take his spot, so I didn't have time to go get some McDonald's cups I can take down the pictures from the wall if you all need me to. I mean, I know our our listeners can't see this, but I want to make it seem like home. Well, and I don't want to completely throw Matt under the bus. I, I was in New York till Thursday, so I'm mainly the scheduling problem. Matt couldn't do Thursday night, but we're excited to have Tyler here. All of us have a busy day with, I just literally walked in the door from our remote this morning. We got pregame coming up, basketball tonight. Jay, I hear you're going on vacation. Where are we taking the family? Somewhere to Florida. That's what we're, we're, we're hearing. That's what we're hearing out there, Drew. So trying to, to get my last minute things going. And look, truth be told, the reason that Tyler is here is Matt has been doing so poorly. We had to bring in somebody else, Drew. I will brag on myself, Drew. This is six weeks in a row. I haven't been negative. I have been, I've had at least an even or positive um picks the last several weeks I'm, I'm excited about that i want to keep that streak alive and i will say something else drew you remember when we first started this we talked about beef that you and i had oh we've, yeah since then we've come together we're all good tyler's been nice to me since the day i called ksr so i'm, I'm glad to have tyler thank you thank you very much and uh my husband is in the other room he is probably the biggest free money fan ever and he's probably also the biggest jay and linden fan so if he like makes an appearance in the background of this Zoom call, you know, don't be alarmed. Shout out the better Matt. <laughs> uh, Jay, congratulations on another winning record. I got to be honest with all my travels this week. I don't even know how we all did. Do you have that in front of us? Did our 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 pick our Lex Buds friends have the the scores again? They do, and I'm pulling it up as we speak. I'm going to assume uh, Matt was one game below 500. That seems to be where he he lives each week. Uh, six weeks in a row for you. That's strong. That's actual free money for our listeners if they're following your picks. So Matt was actually nine and seven this week. Oh, there you go. So wow. Drew, of course, didn't know what was going on. It was six and ten. Ah, uh, tough week for me. Tough week for me. You had a tough SEC week. You lost a lot of SEC games. And then I was eight and seven. Eight and seven, that's free money. Overall, I think I really brought us down and maybe even under 500 there. But we'll, we'll put that behind us. And I know Tyler was up researching all night. I mean, we, she could really do this by herself. 
Uh, I want to throw a curveball out here today, though. For the first time in free money history, we actually have a basketball spread we could pick with Kentucky hosting Robert Morris tonight. Jay, I know you never bet on the Cats, but I feel like we have to take this opportunity to at least talk a little basketball before we get into the usual uh, college football picks in the NFL. Uh, what's the most recent line on, on that game? 22 and a half. Hmm. The Cats are favored by 22 and a half. Um, I think on the morning show, I had us not covering. I will stick with that uh, here for, for this program. But I wasn't discouraged at all by, by the Duke game. I, I was there in the garden. They had me a nice seat at the very tip top because I work for KSR. We never get a good seat. But uh, even though that was a loss to Duke, I walked away kind of encouraged, uh, you know, with Ty Ty Washington playing what will hopefully be one of his worst games of the season. And then big Oscars 20-point rebound and the stuff they got out of Jacob Toppin and Severe Wheeler outside of the turnovers. I'll start with you, Tyler. What did you think of that Duke game? Like you, I wasn't very discouraged. I kind of called for a Duke win. I think I had them winning by like seven or something. They're just a better team. And I think we're seeing that Kentucky is a totally different team than we've seen in the Cal era. You know, we've got these old transfers and the old transfers look the best for us. I mean, Severe Wheeler is probably my favorite player on the team already. He's so fun to watch. And who would have imagined that after he played at Georgia last year? Like, I've, I barely even remember him last season, Now and now he's my favorite. Oscar was great. I mean, if he can do that, if he can get, what was it, 17 points and 20 rebounds against Duke's front court, probably one of the best, if not the best in the country, He's just going to beat up on people, and it's going to be really, really fun to watch. Um, Ty Ty Washington's performance was really disappointing, but we've seen that from Kentucky freshmen in the past. You know, not just Champions Classic, but early on they struggled. Hope I, I would imagine, like you said, that's going to be his worst game of the year. And if so, I think Kentucky's still in pretty good shape. And then there's, you know, the thought of potentially adding Shaden Sharp in the second semester, which is insane. But, and, you know, for for this game, I think Kentucky will be fine. I don't know if they're going to cover 22 and a half, although I did see Robert Morris may be without one of their best players. So if so, I see the Cats covering easily and, you know, finally getting a feel-good win on a Friday night. Jay, you don't seem like a big moral victory guy. Were you uh, punching holes in the wall and crying yourself to sleep when uh, Coach K got the big win on Tuesday night? You know, I stayed up with my 16-year-old son and watched, and we were – it was it was exciting just to be running around the living room again and watching a game. Um, I, I can tell you, I'm going to be a big Kellen Grady fan this year. I really like him. Um, you know, and, and look, Tata is going to improve. I think we all know that. That's that's not going to be what happens. Um, so I feel pretty good. And that Paulo guy, I mean, that was unreal. I mean, he's really really good. Um, so you know what, man, I'd I'd like to see them down the road in the tournament. You know, that get get a shot at them again. So you do want to see them in the tournament. That was a big debate on the morning show. Maybe in the final four, not before we <laughs> go. You know. I got to give Duke fans credit. Uh, they really brought the noise. Blue got in per usual. It wasn't quite a full crowd like it would have been pre-COVID. I know Coach Cal called it the toughest ticket in a decade. I bought two for 100 each, and they are worth about $20 at tip-off. You could get really any ticket you really needed there. But the Duke crowd really showed up, and it was clear – they showed Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett on the big screen back-to-back because -back they were sitting on the same row just a little bit down from each other, both being Knicks guys in their own arena. And the R.J. Barrett pop was almost double 
the the Randall pop, and that was early in the game. So the Blue Devils, I guess, being the big Duke alumni base up there in New York, that was actually had a pretty impressive crowd that I didn't expect. On that note, though, let's talk a little football. Jay, we're going to start with the usual college football uh, schedule, but I think this week we're going to do SEC only because the conference is finally back to everyone playing. We had several bye weeks with teams there for a while, and we're trying to keep this episode a little shorter so we can get to pregame and basketball tonight. But uh, let's go ahead and get started with the SEC slate. Let's go straight to the home of Tyler Thompson. Uh, the Wildcats play in Nashville against Vanderbilt. Right now the spread is Kentucky minus 21 and a half. Drew, Kentucky officially became the third team to possess the ball for 45 minutes in a regulation game, and they are the only team that lost when they possessed it that long. The other thing I dug to see if I Vanderbilt is in the top three in any positive category in the SEC, and I did find one. Oh, their kickoff returner James Ziegler the third is third in the conference in kickoff returns. Tyler and Drew, what do you think? Kentucky minus twenty one and a half. Well, you already killed my mood uh, bringing up last week's game against Tennessee. With the offense playing that well, I mean, we completely dropped another one you should have won against Tennessee. But I think we get that same offense against Vanderbilt. But the defense shows up because Vanderbilt's offense is a fraction of what Tennessee can do. I like the Cats big here. I'm going to put a lot of money on it. I just think they're going to be firing on all cylinders. I think they're angry and a little disappointed after losing three in a row. And this is an easy get-right situation with another one next week, and then you're looking at Louisville. And if they can get two weeks of just loading up the scoreboard and that defense found its footing again, I think we might have Marquand McCall back this week, which will be huge for them. I, I think the Cats win really big here. I'll take them to cover. What about you, Tyler? I want some of your optimism. I mean, the last couple games have kind of shook me, you know, especially the Mississippi State game. It just kind of made me angry because Kentucky looked bad on both sides of the ball. The Tennessee game was just a gut punch. I mean, the offense turns in probably the best performance of the Mark Stoops era on that side of the ball. And then the defense just was terrible. And I know Kentucky is much better than Vanderbilt. I just don't know. This game is always kind of weird. It's going to be half empty. You know, they're calling for a blackout. For some reason, it's at night. It's going to be cold. Um, I, I think Kentucky's going to win. I just don't see him covering 21. Listen to Freddie Maggard. Freddie always scares the hell out of me before the, the pregame football games. Um, look, you all know I won't pick this, but I I hope I feel better watching this because I, I still am hurting from the Tennessee game. That was a it was a long ride back to Linden after that game. Um, it, it was rough, um, but we got to play better, right? We got to. So Drew, we're gonna move. We're gonna move on to the next. Hold on, wait, before we move on to the next game. You're not, are you you're moving on to another game? I got more Nashville yeah. talk. We're going to debut okay. a new segment. <laughs> uh oh. Uh -oh. Yeah. With uh, Big Blue Nation ascending upon, descending upon Nashville this week, I think we need to have Tyler sub in for you on the restaurant of the week because a lot of Kentucky fans will be heading down for that game. Hopefully they will. Uh, I know that's one we usually take over that stadium. But instead of the Louisville restaurant of the week, Tyler, do you have a Nashville restaurant of the week? That's I a mean, great I've idea. I've got one for pretty oh, much every day of the year. It's Nashville. If you all been here and within the past year or two, or even the past five years, it's growing at a ridiculous rate. And I used to make flow charts, you know, to help fans find a restaurant during SEC tournament. 
just throw all those out the window and burn them. Like it's there, half of the restaurants are gone. There's a whole slew of new ones. Um, but if you are going to the game, uh, there's some great spots around Vanderbilt stadium. The local is just off West end next to Centennial park. It's supposed to be a really good, you know, it's a sports bar, but it's got good food and craft brews. Um, if you're into the beer tailgate brewery is on Demumbrian, kind of close to Vanderbilt's campus, um, double dogs in Hillsborough village is always good, but I mean, I know I just gave you three restaurants and not one. Um, if you go out downtown afterwards, which you should check out the assembly food hall at fifth and broad. So fifth and broad is this brand new complex downtown. It's like an outdoor mall across from Bridgestone arena. And they have a really cool, cool food hall with like tons of different stalls that have, you know, it's like local places too. It's not Cadoba or Arby's or like, you know, gross mall food court stuff. It's like really cool stuff. Um, so check that out. You can't go wrong. You can get hot chicken or pizza or whatever you want. So to add to your point there, when I was down there for Monday night football a couple of weeks ago, I went to that place. A, it feels like it just came out of nowhere. I, I don't know. know what was there before. It is massive got an apple store and broadway <laughs> has always lacked food and after having a few cocktails and being able to walk down and get a shake shack burger just at the end of the street was amazing so like you're saying everybody has to check that place out and did you tell me i'm a, just i got a text from you earlier that the, our football team is practicing at the titan stadium yeah somebody uh reached out to me and said they're about to head to the titans indoor facility to watch uk practice which is that's pretty freaking cool. I wish I knew that. Could I have snuck in, you know, because <laughs> the Titans just redid, you know, part of their practice facility. It's really impressive. So, well, hopefully we'll have some of that Titans magic behind our football team, but I, I love the recommendation for fifth and Broadway there. That place is insane. Even if you've been to Nashville, just in the last couple of years, you won't believe how that place looks now. Yeah. And if you you know want to go someplace nicer than a food court type setting, there's a restaurant called 60 Vines, which has like wine and charcuterie boards, and it's really, really good. And then Justin Timberlake opened a restaurant with a bunch of people that's really popular and you can't get a reservation. So, but, you know, good luck. It'd yeah, be fun. I, tried, I tried that one. There was no chance getting a reservation there. <laughs> All right, Jay, let's get back to football. Who's next? Next is College Game Day this week. College Game Day is in Oxford, Mississippi. Big SEC West battle. Texas A&M travels to Ole Miss. Texas A&M is favored by two and a half points. Hmm. I'm going to go ahead and start with this one. Um, I didn't really know what to make of A&M for most of the season, but I guess they're pretty good. Um, also, Ole Miss is banged up. I think you know their quarterback has like an ankle injury or something, and. They've got some injuries on the offensive line and at receiver. Um, I dug up a stat. I channeled my inner Jay and Lyndon, went to the microfiche in the library, um, found out the Aggies are 10 and four as a road team during Jimbo Fisher's tenure and seven and oh against the spread as a road favorite. So I'm going with the Aggies. I, I really like Ole Miss this season and have done well backing Ole Miss. And I can't believe I'm going to go against them at home. But I just think Texas A&M's figured it out. At the beginning of this year, they were very disappointing. Um, I guess I can't remember who they played close. But it was a team they should have beat by a million, and they, they were in it till the very end. And I think they've won four straight, got the one over Alabama. I, I think Jimbo finally has that team the way he thought they'd be at the beginning of the year. So 
Can't believe I'm doing it, but I'm going to have the Aggies covering on the road and, and beating Lane Kiffin's uh, high-powered offense. But I do like the over in this game. I don't even know what it is. Just whatever it is, I like the over. Over-under is 55 and a half. Oh, love that. So I totally agree with you all. I think if it wasn't for Georgia's defense, we would all be talking about Texas A&M's defense. Um, I actually picked, Drew, at the beginning of the season, Texas A&M to win the SEC West. So I need this game to happen because that, that'd be a nice little payoff for me. This is actually my bet of the week, Texas A&M minus two and a half. So I'm rolling with that. Next, Drew, let's get this over with. Georgia travels to Tennessee. I want to get rid of Tennessee, so I don't have to talk about them anymore. Um, this, is, this is an interesting game to me. Uh, Georgia has won nine of the last 11 games. Georgia is a 20-and-a-half-point favorite. Tennessee beat us, which is the first 25 top 25 team they've beaten since 2018. And guess who they beat in the top 25 in 2018? UK. Tennessee has not beaten a, a top 10 team since Phil Fulmer was the coach, 2006. What do you all think of the Bulldogs minus 20 and a half? It, it seems every time we've talked to Tennessee this season, Josh Heupel and his appearance have come up uh, every time we have. But I'm going <laughs> to say something nice about Josh Heupel. He, whatever happens tomorrow, I think they're going to get killed. He's really done a good job with that team. And I'm not saying he should be the SEC coach of the year, but he should kind of be in the conversation when that decision's being made. Uh, I thought they were going to be awful. I mean, we were counting that win uh, for Kentucky at the beginning of the season, but they've gotten better and better. And that offense is for real after the entire team lost so many transfers. He's trying to put the pieces back together. I think they get killed against Georgia, even though they are at home. I mean, everyone gets killed by Georgia. And Tennessee had to have a few lucky uh, long plays just to even keep it close with Alabama for two quarters. I just think it's going to be like that game, and, and Georgia blows them out. Plus, coming off the high of beating a great team like Kentucky, I don't know if Tennessee can show up again. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I mean, I had to mute Tennessee fans in my mentions for a few days this week after their win, but – from what I've seen, they, they actually think they can beat Georgia or at least compete with them, which is kind of cute. And it's going to make the fact that Georgia is going to kill them even more satisfying. I mean, obviously, Tennessee can put up points, but they they haven't faced Georgia's defense. And, you know, Heupel's tempo offense is it could catch Georgia off guard maybe at the beginning. But that defense is so good. They're going to adjust quickly. And I, I think Georgia will definitely cover 20 and a half. It's been well documented. I bet with my head and not my heart. But Drew, I, I I can't believe I'm saying this. Tennessee fans have entered a stratosphere in my head where they're getting ready to take over U of L fans. I oh. cannot stand Tennessee fans. I've been to Neelands. I couldn't stand the Tennessee fans. I sat by at Neelands. I didn't like the Tennessee fan that sat by me in section 22 at the game um, on Saturday. I'm going with my heart, and I'm going to be – I'm a Bulldog fan all day on Saturday. I hope they thrash Tennessee. And wrap your head around this. How was Hendon Hooker not starting the entire time the last two years? I, I don't understand it. I, I watched every play of Tennessee's first two games this year, and when Joe Milton would drop back to pass, nobody in the world knew it was going to land. It might have landed in the parking lot. It might have hit a receiver. But I've never seen someone so out of control – and then they bring in Hooker, and he looked great. So I'm with you. I don't know how that decision was made in the first place. 
All right, we'll move on because I don't want to talk about Tennessee anymore. <laughs> the next game, big game, Drew, New Mexico State, our next opponent against Alabama. Before I give you the spread, I want you two to guess what the biggest spread in the history of the NCAA football is. Hmm. Probably. I'm going to go 58. Before I guess, was it pretty recent, like in the last couple of years, the biggest ever? Maybe not. I don't know. Seems like something we've talked about before. Uh, I'll go 61. It was 70 and a half. What? My goodness. And this is crazy. Uh, you can look this up. It was Florida State and against Savannah State, who had just entered FBS. The game went under significant, or the game went under a to- the total, and Savannah State covered significantly because both, and I don't know if this could happen now, both coaches agreed to a running clock in the fourth quarter. So I can't imagine if you – I just can't imagine going up to the window, Drew, and saying, I want Florida State minus 70 and a half. When a uh, spread this, is that big, all it takes is one turnover or one drive that just takes too long. You almost have to score quickly on every possession getting touchdowns to cover that many points. And uh, I didn't even know about the running clock thing. I, does Vegas honor your bets if they – I mean, that's changing the rules of the game. I, I would be livid if I didn't get my payout because they went to a running clock. So Alabama is minus 52, but Drew and Tyler, they're coming off their worst rushing performance, six yards in the history of their team. Thoughts on New Mexico State, Alabama? Uh, I mean, I don't think it's going to matter. I, 52 is a lot of points. I, uh, I I listened to, you know, the Bears podcast this week, Stanford and Steve and the Bear. And he said that dating back to 1989, 50-point favorites in FBS versus FBS games are 3-14 and against the spread. Alabama's been in two of those and hasn't covered either. Uh, One of those games was a 55-point spread against New Mexico State in 2019. Um, 52 is a lot of points. I know New Mexico State's bad. Uh, I I just don't see Alabama covering that. (laughs) I'm going to go the other way. I think this is a big trap game for uh, New Mexico State. They're already looking ahead to Lexington. They're looking <laughs> past Tuscaloosa and looking into Lexington, and they're going to let Alabama sneak up on them in this trap situation and cover the 52 points, all because they are focused on what's going to happen in Kroger Field next weekend. Oh, my gosh. Um, I, I wouldn't bet this game in a million years. Um I'm just going to take New Mexico State here and, and hope that Saban shuts everything down. But I, I definitely wouldn't bet on that. They're, they're one and eight this year, but they're, the point differentials aren't that crazy. I've looked at their schedule. I mean, the teams aren't caliber of Alabama, but it's not like they've been losing 40 to nothing every week. They're losing, but they've at least been scoring a little bit and keeping it relatively close. But I think they're getting killed in this one. I was trying to look up our, our – um... Our first quarter deal. Can't find. Oh yeah, that that's I'm a free money listener regularly. And that was like my bread and butter was Alabama first quarter, Alabama first half. It came back to bite me a couple times this season. Yeah, I quit doing it this year, but whatever it is, this actually I have it right here. It's loading. 14 and a half. 
I would probably I would probably take that before I would take the minus fifty two. What about first half minus thirty two? Oh my gosh! Uh, I don't know if I'd do that. I'd I'd take the first quarter there. I I see three quick scores and they start you know slowly calling it off a little bit, but I don't know. I'm excited to have New Mexico State come to Kentucky after playing Alabama, and then our team will get to have some fun with them. Oh my gosh! Okay, so next game. This is a big game. Um, Mississippi State. I, I would love to a reality show about uh, their kicker tryouts that are going on. Um, Auburn against Auburn. Auburn's at home against Mississippi State. Spreads currently five and a half. Auburn's actually gone scoreless the last six quarters, so they've definitely not been playing as well. This is a big game for both teams. Oh. I don't love anything about this number here. I thought it'd be a little lower and I'd take Auburn. Yeah, I'll still take Auburn. The Iron Bowl's coming up. Uh, was Auburn have like three losses? This could be a good game uh, just for their their resume and uh, their own confidence. I don't know it, when they play Alabama, but it, it'll be coming up around the corner. So I'll go Auburn here to, to uh, at least cover that spread. I know they're going to win, but I think they'll cover that spread too against Mississippi State. Yeah, I, I'm a, I know. You know, Mississippi State's looking if they if they get this, they'll be bowl eligible. Um, I don't know. I, I I think Auburn's defense is pretty good. Obviously, Mississippi State can put up points. Because it's at Auburn, I'm gonna go with Auburn here. I think it's gonna be a relatively low scoring game, and five and a half is enough that you know I could see this game coming down to a field goal. So I'm actually gonna take Mississippi State and you know, maybe Auburn wins, but Mississippi State will still cover. Uh, Mississippi State has covered three, the last three weeks, I think. So they're, they're definitely rolling. Essie, then, then we have Arkansas, who has the fourth-ranked rushing attack nationally, and they travel to the Coach O Show. I mean, it's crazy how that guy's going out, Drew. It's, we've talked about this. Um, so LSU – or Arkansas is a two-and-a-half-point favorite at LSU. I don't know what to make of either of these teams, really, but especially LSU. What's going on with them? I mean, they stayed with Alabama. I think they lost by a touchdown or, you know, maybe even less, maybe six points. What in the world? Is he just determined to go out on, obviously not on top because he's out, but is he just, Ed Ogeron, just want to go out guns a-blazing, I guess? I I don't really, I don't know much about Arkansas other than what you just said. I know they're ranked. Um, it's at LSU. So I'm, I'm going to have to go with LSU here. I wouldn't put actual money on this because we don't know what version of LSU will show up. But I'm going to join Tyler in supporting that crazy head coach down there who is just trying to, like you said, it's chaotic on his way out. He's probably still bringing girlfriends to practice. He's doubling <laughs> down. Um, but with it being at home and Arkansas also being inconsistent, I'll, I'll take the uh, LSU at home. And getting points at home, too. You know, I, I think LSU's really struggled against teams that run the ball and just knowing that Arkansas runs the ball well. I think this game, mean, you know, it means an awful lot to Arkansas. They really need this. So I'm, I'm actually going to take Arkansas here. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. 
or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There is one more SEC game, but there's no spread on it. But I, I do want to ask your all's opinion on this. Sanford travels to Florida. Our guy Dan Mullen is in trouble. Um, his defensive coordinator Grantham was fired last week. So there is no spread since this is an FCS game. Is there any amount that Florida can beat Sam for four that, that Mullen feels good? Or what is the amount if this is close that he gets fired after the game? I don't think there's any amount that could make Florida fans feel good about Dan Mullen right now. Um, as your second question, I think if it's within three touchdowns, pfft, People are just going to get angrier. Dan Mullen is a dweeb. You know, we have a group chat with our KSR staff writers. And Adam Luckett is awesome. I love Adam Luckett. I don't think he hates anything more than he hates Dan Mullen. Like, it's, I almost like to just randomly say his name in there because it gets him really fired up. So, if it'd be really fun if this game were somewhat close, just so Adam Luckett could have a really nice day hating Dan Mullen. I, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm going to take Sanford. And these are two four and five teams. I cannot believe Florida is four and five. And I, I got what happened last week. I didn't even see the South Carolina uh, game. How did South Carolina even do that? They're terrible. That's a great question. <laughs> I, I, I watched clips of it, and I think it is the the whole team has given up. There was a touchdown thrown to a South Carolina receiver last week, and. The, you, you should look this up, Drew. They actually did a skit about it on South Carolina social media about how wide open he, this guy was. There wasn't a person within 15 yards of the wide receiver. So I, I think they've shut it down. You know, Sanford has their big wins this year over Tennessee Tech, Western Carolina, Wolford, and Citadel. So <laughs> if they pulled this off, I think they would be in, uh, in, in really good shape. I, I did see that clip of them mocking how open he was. I can't believe they did that. That's like one of the biggest troll moves from, a, you know, like a college Twitter account. What do you, he was like shooting a bow and arrow and taking a nap and all this stuff in the end zone, like uh, making fun of the free time. I, I really liked that, but I cannot believe Florida has gotten to this point with a Dan Mullen team, but you're right. I think the players have just completely checked out. Hey, Drew, you mean let Tyler choose one non-SEC game? I'll give her three games, let her choose one, and then we'll move yeah, on. Yeah, we can go. We don't have to do just SEC. I like this. All right, Tyler, out of these games, which would you like to pick? In the 80s, this would have been the biggest game of the week, Miami of Florida at Florida State. We've also got a big game in the Big Ten. Michigan travels to Penn State. Uh, Oklahoma at Baylor or Syracuse at Louisville? Out of those games, which one do you want to choose? I mean, if given the choice, I'm always going to want to make fun of Louisville. So let's go Syracuse at Louisville. Syracuse at Louisville. Um, Syracuse is eight and one against the spread this year. 
Big uh, Lamar gets his jersey retired. It's only a second football jersey retirement in the history of U of L. Louisville's a three-point favorite at home right now. Okay, so I actually looked up some stuff on this game because I figure we were going to talk about it because you know Louisville is Louisville. Um, Malik Cunningham may not play, right? Or if he does, he's gonna he's got like an injured ankle. Um, Louisville's coming off a top, tough loss like Kentucky. Um, I think Syracuse has covered every game. If, if I looked up that stat correctly, I always root for Louisville heartbreak. So give, give me more Louisville heartbreak. I'm going to go with Syracuse. I, I'm with Tyler and it has nothing to do with potential injuries or, you know, any, anything football related or anything Syracuse can do. I just feel like Louisville is destined to always have bad things happen to them, mostly self-inflicted. But the fact that they're it's Lamar Day and they're having Lamar Boulevard and Lamar, you know, retiring the jersey, it's just setting up for more heartbreak for them and they'll get beat on that day. That's my whole reason behind supporting Syracuse and me hating Louisville. But I'm going to go with Syracuse here to cover and ruin their their maybe one good day they'll have all year. I can't believe I'm doing this. Um, I'm actually going to take Louisville. Um, and this is definitely betting with my head and I'm a heart on this one. Um, Maybe this will help me cheer against Tennessee more. I don't know. Um, I, I just – if Cunningham starts, I would have to take Louisville. I would agree with Tyler said if, if Malik Cunningham doesn't play, I, I wouldn't touch this game. Well, I would actually bet on Syracuse if he doesn't play. So, I will keep an eye out on that game um, as we go. Drew, do you want to choose one of those three that I that I talked about? Miami, Florida, Michigan, Penn State, Oklahoma, Baylor. Michigan, Penn State sounds great. All right, so Michigan goes to Penn State. Um, both of these teams have been uh, good against the spread this year. Michigan seven and two against the spread. Penn State six and three. Uh, this game started out as a pick'em. Actually, Penn State's a point favorite right now. Uh, I've liked so that's Michigan clearly just because. Go ahead, Go ahead Drew. <laughs> oh, good, good old Zoom podcasting. No, I was going to say I've liked <laughs> Michigan all year, even though Penn State's also been good. I, I've backed them quite a bit too. But I think Harbaugh might finally have a, a team, and they've slipped a little bit, but I, I think uh, they're going to end the season well. And finally, I think the Wolverines might have a year to actually be excited about. So I'm going to take them in this one just because finally they haven't been a huge disappointment like I feel like they've always been in the past. Penn State's lost the last couple games, right? They're riding some kind of losing streak, I the, think. The, the James Franklin rumors have not been helping them around there. Yeah, um, I, I know this game's at Penn State, which comes with its own, you know, special Happy Valley home field advantage. Um, I, I'm going to go with Drew. I think Michigan is going to be – I think they've got more to play for. Um, that could backfire on them in that they have more to lose. But I, I just see Michigan winning here. Yeah, Michigan still only has the one loss. And maybe for the first time in 95 years, they'll beat Ohio State and finally do something. And uh, they'll need to win this one to, to keep that conversation alive. I think it's important for them. Well, Penn State actually beat Maryland last week, but they had lost three in a row before that. You know, they lost to Iowa in the, the crazy overtime game against Illinois. And they actually played um, Ohio State pretty close. You know, if you remember, the game was 30, 33 to 24. Man, I feel like I'm being disagreeable with Drew here, but I'm going to take Penn State. I, I think this is a – if you look, I don't – Michigan has not done anything – like real impressive against, you know, I don't think their schedule has been great and they're getting into the meat of their schedule for sure. Now, I mean, they're playing some really good teams and I, 
I think they're going to kind of go by the wayside a little bit. The only thing I worry about is what Drew mentioned is all the 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 Franklin talk uh, um, being a, a by the, the the team and things like that. But I'm going to go with Penn State there. Before we move on to some National Football League, where I'll remind everyone the Tennessee Titans are in first place in the AFC and control their own destiny Whoop. playoffs. It's time for everyone's favorite portion of the show where we shout out mybookie.ag. Jay does his gambling at mybookie.ag. I do it. Matt does it. That's why mybookie has these nice buildings because they're taking all of Matt's money. But if you sign up at mybookie today, use promo code free money to claim a halfway match on your deposit. If you put in 200, they'll give you 100. It's a bonus decide, designed to give you a little help and head start on your winning season. That's promo code free money so you can claim your bonus when you sign up. So much going on this week. We got NBA crossing over with both footballs, college basketball starting. You can do it all there at mybookie.ag. Uh, as Jay noted, he and I have been disagreeing a lot uh, this podcast, but we both agree on mybookie. He's going to be wrong on the picks, but you won't be wrong if you go to mybookie right now. Jay, NFL time. Let's do it. You know, we've gotten this far. We haven't talked politics. There's been no indecent <laughs> proposals. Nobody has uh, made fun of my facial reactions so this, this seems to be going really smooth i like it well i'll be honest i was gonna we're work gonna in, go i was gonna work in a lot of that extra stuff i'm not you know me i'm I, I like to drive the off topic stuff i just know it's quite a chaotic day so i wanted to make sure the, the listeners get mostly picks but if you all want to uh we can ask trump questions or all the stuff matt likes to bring up you'd like <laughs> to do that I'm i have a question it. so you know i'm talking to two college sports gambling experts here um, I dabble occasionally, mostly on college football, but what are your all strategies for college basketball? Be other than just watching the live bet and swooping in if one team has a big run. Well, I do that 95% of the time. Um, <laughs> someone, I won't say who, might have seen Kentucky plus eight and a half and be like, oh, eight and a half during the Duke game. That's a lot. And then Kentucky went on to lose by eight. So the person I'm speaking of was very excited about that. I, I know you're looking for other methods, but to that point, I almost every game at some point, the live line will be better than it started every team. And if it, if it doesn't, you just don't bet that game. But if you're really paying attention and looking out for that, you'll get a better number on almost every single game. Uh, other stuff I'm doing now is a lot of teams have these brand new rosters. And um, if you really read up on a team and see maybe they're starting to run and gun. I think Louisville's an example. I think they're going to run and gun a lot. I'm looking for a lot of overs early in the year where um, maybe the line just hadn't adjusted as much. But there's been teams that traditionally play a little slower. Heck, Kentucky can be that team if Cal's really changing this offense. Uh, early in the year, I look for a lot of new styles of play and then just try to bet the uh, either the game over under or if you can get the team over under, which my bookie offers. I, I love doing that. You know, surprisingly, I don't bet on much college basketball. Now, I I will the, the tournament is where I really guns come up blazing. The NCAA tournament, I, I'm I'm scared to get in this live game stuff, man. I it almost I, I don't know that that is what I need to do, but who knows? Let me tell you what what worked was flawless. I'm sure it still does in the NBA playoffs. Back when the Warriors were unstoppable, I'll use them as an example, but take any of the great teams. In the second quarter, when they rest the starters a little bit, that number starts dropping. And you know, being the playoffs, it's not going to be an off night. They're going to turn it back on. And I feel like I hit every Warriors live bet waiting till Steph and everybody sat down. You know, during the regular season, you don't know what you're going to get out of an NBA team on any given night. But playoff time, 
wait for a favorite to their either resting, maybe a team hangs in there and just hammer it because you know they're going to turn it on late. Word. All good tips. Yep. Live bet. I love it. Guess what? We're going to go right back to Nashville. So this is a big football weekend in Nashville, right? So uh, New Orleans Saints play the Tennessee Titans. These teams have actually only met six times in the history of their franchises. Titans are a three-point favorite. I mean, I think this gets to be the, the segment of the show where Drew and I discuss, are the Titans actually good or not? Because before, when I heard, you know, Derrick Henry was out, I, I was really worried. I think everybody picked the Titans to lose to the Rams. And for, for that to not happen and for Tennessee to look really, really good on Sunday night was the rare bit of good football news and an otherwise awful weekend. Um, I... It kind of feels like Tennessee's playing with like house money without Derrick Henry right now, but until they lose without, I I mean, I got to go with the Titans. Uh, I've been the most pessimistic Titans fan the last couple of weeks. Uh, Some friends tried to get me to bet on the Ram or bet them against the Rams uh, last Sunday. I said, no chance in hell. Are they winning this game in LA? Boy, was I wrong the week before that. I thought they were due for a dud the week before that. I think they were due for a dud. But I, they finally convinced me, and really uh, the defense, the secondary has been, yeah. But the, I thought the defense was going to be pretty bad this year. But the defensive line has been amazing, and they were eating the Rams alive. And then without Henry, I mean, I don't know that AP is going to be a big help. But the the other signing, um, Freeman, that they've added, number forty five. I didn't even know who he was watching that game the other day. I mean, he looked great. So. I mean, he's not Derrick Henry, but you get Julio Jones back. Maybe he can finally do something. And A.J. Brown's been incredible this year. So I think I think they can keep doing it. And like I said, they're in first, and they have something to protect and play for. I hope I didn't just, by getting on the optimistic side, ruin it. But the Saints also, I think they have quarterback issues. Like who? I don't even know who they're playing this week. I don't think they're going to um, Taysom Hill or anything. But uh, I'm going to go with the Titans, especially being at home. And it, this is a doubleheader in Nashville that sounds like a fun one. I mean, the Titans won five games in a row, and I think if you looked at those five games, if you're a fan, you would have hoped to have won three of them, right? I mean, um, New Orleans, you know, had the the good game they played against um, Tampa Bay, um, but then James Winston got hurt. They lost last week to Atlanta. I'm going to go with you all here. I'm going to take Tennessee. I saw a stat. I'm trying to look it up on Twitter because I don't want to exaggerate it. Yep, here it is. The Titans are 7-0 and against last year's playoff teams. That is insane. That is so tighten insane. up. Tighten up. All right, Drew. So um, I actually have my Cowboys sweatshirt on today. Um, Dallas finally lost their streak of covering the spread. They did not cover. They got their doors blown off last week by Denver. Atlanta, um, Atlanta Falcons last six games um, – have been four and two, but all those games have been decided by seven points or less. Da- they travel to Dallas. Dallas is minus nine right now. I'm, I'm hurt by that result last week. You know, I'm, I'm a behind-the-scenes Cowboys fan as a second team way off in the distance. If they play the Titans, I want the Titans to beat them by 100. But I'm, of course, rooting for the Cowboys every other game, and I couldn't believe what happened against the Broncos last week. So I'm a little concerned, but at the same time, Atlanta is – not very good at all. Not in a good division. Um, I'll go Cowboys here, but I think that number is a little high coming off how bad the Cowboys looked last week. I just want to know, it, it feels like, I, I know Matt makes jokes about it a lot, about how he has to talk about the Cowboys a lot on ESPN. 
And he's not lying. I feel like whenever I turn on ESPN radio in my car or sports center or something, they're always talking about it. And I don't get the obsession. Like, are the Cowboys still America's team? Like they were in the nineties. Like, what is the fascination? Like drew as a Cowboys fan, can you explain it to me? Uh, hold on. Titans fan who also kind of like, <laughs> I think I've mentioned this before, but growing up, my bedroom was Cowboys everything. You couldn't have fit more stars in my bedroom. I was such a Cowboys fan. And I always have to remind people the Titans didn't exist. I switched the moment they moved to Nashville, which was an hour away. It's like being in Lexington, like the Bengals. It was a move I had to make, but uh, I still pull for them a little bit. I don't know if they're still America's team. I feel like at some point you'd have to win again to be America's team. It's been so long, but they do have a pretty crazy fan base. Yeah, I, I just don't get it. Like, I, I feel like my childhood was just seeing people around Kentucky wearing Dallas Cowboys starter jackets. And, you know, when you ask them why they're a Cowboys fan, they're like, well, it was America's team, whatever. Um, I'm, I'm not a Cowboys fan. Although I think, you know, after last week's performance, they're going to want to bounce back and it's at Dallas. So I, I'll go with the Cowboys here. Oh, you already picked, right, Drew? Yeah, you're picking your, yeah. you're picking your team? I am going to take Dallas. Uh, they are America's team. Uh, don't be slandering like that. Um, I, I worry it's a lot of points. I wouldn't bet that myself, but I'm going to take Dallas to bounce back as well. You know, it was a rough sports weekend last weekend between Kentucky and my Cowboys. The only thing that pulled me out of this pit was Josh Allen of the Jaguars uh, giving it to uh, Josh Allen of Buffalo. So we're going to go to that game. Buffalo Bills are only allowing 14.8 points to their opponents this year. That's the lowest since 1993. They're coming off maybe Josh Allen, one of his worst games. They play the New York Jets. And Drew, I think Drew's a Mike White fan. Mike White is going to start. He's back from Western Kentucky. Buffalo's a 13-point favorite. I'm going Jets. Going Jets. I watched them beat your Super Bowl champion Tennessee Titans earlier this year. The Bengals were red hot when the Jets beat them. I don't know if they'll win this one. Probably won't. But that's way too many points for a Bills team that hasn't looked good in a few weeks and a Jets team who will occasionally just wake up and find some magic. So if you're going to give me that many, I'll take the Jets. I mean, I hate to turn this conversation back to the Titans. I still can't get over the fact that the Titans lost to the Jets. Like if there's any you know moment that just kind of you know encapsulates this weird season, it's that. Um, I do think the Bills are going to take care of business, though. I, I, they've been kind of a weird team this year, too, but they're better than the Jets. Although, don't come back and, you know, I don't want that to shoot me in the foot after the, you know, the Jets beat the Titans earlier this year. But Bills got this. The Jets are capable of winning any game or losing by 75 any game, it seems like, after they beat two really good teams. I think NFL is so much harder to bet on than, um, than, than college football. I'm going to take Buffalo to bounce back here. I think the bet, though, that that I would think this has to hit is Buffalo's minus three first quarter in this game. I would lean on that bet. Buffalo minus three first quarter. I can see Drew already likes it. That's good. Yeah, I'm smiling. I'm like you. I'm impatient. I want my results. Like, let's just do the minus three. Then we'll bet the second quarter, then the third quarter, then the fourth quarter. This next game's become a bigger game than uh, I think we would have thought. Cleveland tra- travels to New England. Uh, Cleveland's coming off that big win against the Bengals um, where they just hammered him. It was actually the 25-point margin was the second largest um, margin of victory they've had since 1999. New England, um, since they lost, since um, 
they're seven and two um, since what the who they lose to first game. Dolphins. Uh, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Since so the Dolphins, um, New New England is minus a point and a half here. Hmm. I, I I don't know a ton about. I don't spend my Sundays watching New England and Cleveland. Uh, it's it's at New England, so I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go with them there. I don't have a ton to add to this discussion. <laughs> uh, I'm it. I'm with Tyler. I I would never put money on this because I don't really keep up with these teams a lot. I did for a while there think the Browns were actually good. I seem to have been wrong on that one. But I'm going to chalk it up to having an Odell Beckham problem. And now that he's out of there, I think the Browns, uh, you know, they've kicked him out and they will rally around that. That offense will finally uh, play a little better. And so I'll take the two and a half against two teams that are just kind of average. Yeah, you know, New England, you know, a lot of their wins have come against teams that are not, you know, great teams. Um, Cleveland looked really good last week. I really like this game. I'm going to take Cleveland, and I also like the under here, 45 and a half. Um, so take I don't know, their, take inju- the I don't know their injury report, but Cleveland had a lot of injuries too. That could result in why they had some some bad outcomes so far. I don't know if people are still injured because I don't care, but I think that's also part of the reason their season's been disappointing. I have to think it's one of the better defenses um, New England's seen in a while. So, um, Tyler, you want to choose this last game here? Sure. We've got either Seattle Seahawks travel to Green Bay or Kansas City to L.A. to uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Let's do Seattle Green Bay because I have an Aaron Rodgers take that I don't think enough people are talking about here. Do we know if he's playing, by the way? I think all indications are he is playing. Okay. Um, but I, I, Drew, do you know that for sure? I, I do not know. Okay. Probably so, something I could have this, looked up before the podcast, but here we are. In this whole Aaron Rodgers discussion, you know, obviously he's gone a little bit crazy. I don't think enough people are talking about his girlfriend because she is like certifiably crazy. Shailene Wood, Wood, Woodley or Woody. Have you all read anything about her? I mean, she's a very famous actress, but she's she's crazy. I mean, I know who she is and I've seen a few things, but I'm not I haven't read her biography or anything. what's the the one with Nicole Kidman she was good in that show yeah yeah she was Big Little Lies I mean she's a really good actress like she's very very good but if you read about her as a person she's like nuts and it kind of I think sheds some light on what's going on with Aaron Rodgers like she talks to trees and is like just just very you know there's like crunchy granola which you know I think she is but she's kind of like gone over the edge with that stuff and, you know, I think she's one of those like Hollywood celebrities that doesn't bathe regularly. So I kind of see this stuff going on with Aaron Rodgers. And I think that I, I think not enough people are talking about maybe it's coming from her, too. I don't know. I just putting it out there um, when it comes to this game. Um, I, I think if Aaron Rodgers is back, you got to go with Green Bay. But if not, who knows? Aaron all Rodgers would are, All indications are he's playing. Their coach said so. Gotcha. Aaron Rodgers would hate New York City. Um, that vaccine requirement up there, they do not play around. I went downstairs from my hotel to grab a bagel next door. Didn't have it on me. And I had a mask on, everything like that. And I was like, just quick bagel. I'll even stand right out there. Nope, go get your card. And that was everywhere. 
So uh, wow. Aaron Rodgers would not enjoy NYC. They did not play around with that. I probably went to 50 places, and they did not play around. That's my story. There's your story. <laughs> did you pick that game, Drew? Yeah, I picked – did I? <laughs> I don't think you did. No, Tyler went first. Excuse me. Well, in that case, I – no, you know what? I'll go with the Packers. If you say he's playing <laughs> – I, he, I mean, he, he is amazing. I know he's crazy, and he's rocking the beanies now, and he's probably not bathing or wearing deodorant. All that's going on. But he's an amazing quarterback, and he's going to be playing pretty angry after all he's been through the last couple weeks. So I'll take the Packers to cover. Yeah, I'm going to take the Packers, too. They've won nine games in a row at home. Um, I, I think we've seen this year he responds to criticism um, in, a, in a, a mad way and plays well. So I'm going to take Green Bay as well. Was that the final one? That was the final one. All right. It's time for Talking Trump, our last second. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Tyler, thanks for joining us. And uh, I know uh, we, I guess this is your first ever free money. First time anyone's yeah. filled in for Matt on free money. We normally just don't do it, I guess. But it's been great having you. Uh, how was the first experience with free money? I loved it. This has been awesome. I, I'm enjoying getting to see Jay's big headphones, which you feel like you hear a lot about, but you never get to see. They, they are impressive. Um, I'm, this has just been great. I enjoy getting to share my Aaron Rodgers takes, specifically Shailene Woodley. I feel like that stuff doesn't discussed enough in you know the mainstream sports world. So glad to contribute to the conversation. Well, I'm going to go read up on her now. Jay, enjoy your vacation. This has been Free Money, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Everybody's gonna pay Cause the million dollar man